Hi, it's a jam-packed episode this month. We do have some issues with the audio quality on our vocals, but bear with us and we'll be back to normal next month. Welcome to the April episode of Amiga Ireland. I'm Irla. I'm Rob. And I'm Luke. And in today's episode, make your workbench better with some handy tools just released. We have a quick look at Mechagear port progress from the MSX to the Amiga. And the new 30 accelerator has been announced. Well, we've got our news game sections and one or two news sections coming out that we'll, uh, we'll get to a little bit later. But before that, how are you doing, guys? The usual, can't figure out where the month's gone. But uh, yeah, been busy. I've got some Solus boards out to a few beta testers now. Been busy soldering them up and uh, watching uh, <laughs> watching various Amiga streams on Twitch while I'm doing that. It's my kind of uh, my routine. Oh, brilliant. Rob, can I ask you a question? If it's not a secret, how many uh, beta testers have you got? So far, four. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not a secret. Uh, I had four working boards, so uh, that, was, <laughs> that happened. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I, I have a few more boards that need rework and uh, they'll, uh, they'll they'll go out to other people now. That's the story. I'm really looking forward to that becoming available. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. I've explained to my wife that I have to buy something you, that might not make sense. You need, you, you need the solace <laughs> in your life. <laughs> you tell her, I need solace in my life and use you like, use Gaelic <laughs> instead of English. <laughs> actually that probably make more sense to her if i that tell her that way job. i'm pretty sure about that yeah good stuff well um have you been luke right um i've been working on um some sort of new hardware upgrades with my developers some sort of you know like uh, adapters the other stuff so that's that's what i've been trying to um do this uh this month are they secret projects no 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 no, no absolutely <laughs> not for example um um, adapters for um, Terrible Fire 536 for, for Amiga 2000 or, you know, like a oh, yeah. adapter for Kickstart for um, Amiga 500 um, Revision 3 and 5 and uh, VGA to RGB adapters as well with the so- so-called soften mod that um, makes, you know, like the picture on your VGA monitor, for example, BenQ, look a bit softer because I think that the adapters, the VGA to RGB adapters look a bit of, you know, like a sharp. Even yes, though you can soften yeah, yeah. it, you know, like with your settings on your monitor, they still, they are still, in in my opinion, because I've got in like a Commodore monitor, 1086, next to uh, my BenQ uh, monitor. I think they look, to me at least, to my to my liking, they look too sharp. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, like a matter of preference, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know that CRT monitors are, you know, like a blue raters, if I may say like that. They, they've natural, got the hard... Uh, Blur. Yeah, a natural yeah. anti-aliasing. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 that's the thing. So I've been trying to, you know, like a, some sort of, you know, like a recreate that uh, that mm-hmm. feature. Very so, good. Uh, yeah. Okay, now it's time for the monthly news. Amiberry 4.1 has come out of beta and is available for download. So looking at the release notes for this, this is a new major release for Amiberry and there are over 250 improvements and bug fixes, um, lots of them to mouse and joystick handling. Uh, for example, uh, the Joy Division controller support is available there to handle CD32 pads. There is improvement to performance and memory management, um, addition of cycle exact mode, um, and lots of other improvements that relate to OCS, ECS color display, um, IDE controller, FPU, there's um, state saving for the CDTV, CD32, um, FPU bug fixes, uh, switch to 64-bit and lots more to check out in the show notes, or sorry, in the um, release notes. Aros 1 has had a new release. Now this is a sort of a distro, if you like, of Aros, and um, this is basically for x86 machines. And so this is a, a version 1.5 at the moment, and it has, has uh, had a few few kind of core improvements uh, like and it's sort of primarily distributed as a as an image for a flash drive so you can copy to a usb flash drive or whatever but it's also um had a lot of you know visual tweaks and stuff like that like it's got some new skins and new uh you know some new icon effects that it can apply and so it, it had a bit of sort of a, an across the board 
set of uh, a bit of a scrub up and, and some uh, bug fixes and stuff all in there. But uh, yeah, the release notes are in the show notes there as well, or the, a link to the release notes is it there. Go Shell is an attractive full screen shell for Amiga. Um, it allows you to actually work on a totally different screen. It's fully configurable. It is compatible with KingCon and Win's ED as well. Um, it needs at least Amiga OS 3.0. Um, so if you like working in a shell, because I sometimes, to be honest, prefer working in a shell, uh, go for it, try it, and I'm sure you won't be disappointed with uh, with Go Shell. I was chatting with the developer of Go Shell because I've started using it myself. Yes, because it's really nice. Yeah, I've put it in my WB startup now, and it I just boots straight into a really clean-looking full-screen shell and its own screen, and it's really nice. Yeah, the creator is Christoph. Christoph Donat. Yeah, yeah, Christoph Donat. He's got other programs as well. I think you know that's ah, okay. uh, pretty useful. Yeah, yeah, and he's planning future releases already to go shell. So yeah, if you enjoy the shell at all, it's it's really nice. Yeah. Now after twelve years, twelve years, just this week, Jurassic Pack Disc Mag is back. I just had a look at it earlier, and it is absolutely gorgeous. The graphics are lovely. There are three lovely tunes um, on there. One is by Okeanos, but there's more music as well. It's it's well written and they have you decided they want to be a little bit different to the other disc mags. They kind of talked a bit about how the disc mags used to be way back and they want to be, do something a little bit different. So um, this one's absolutely gorgeous. I think it's about two and a half megabytes. So you'll need to download it onto your Amiga. Um, you'll have to circumvent floppy. Um, it's absolutely lovely and well worth checking out. Amiga Forever 9 has been released. So after two years, this is another major release of Amiga Forever. Um, including this is the latest Amiga Explorer, which allows you to modify your Amiga from a Windows machine. There's also something new, which is called Arcade Mode. And this is an attractive and comfortable way of launching games with your game controller. And there is a dark and light uh, option, a dark mode, and some other themes as well that you can uh, add. Now, what stood out for me in this release is actually something else. Uh, which is the automation feature. It lets you quickly run certain applications, games or scripts uh, using any of the models, uh, the, you know, the Amiga models or configurations that are there. So this sounds really useful and it should mean you don't need to create a new installation just to check if, you know, try out a new application and see does it work or, you know, that kind of thing. With, you know, so let's say you don't want to disturb one of your existing installations. And so it'll be kind of self-contained. It's a big time saver there. So I'm looking forward actually to seeing how this goes. Uh, because I use emulation a lot, especially preparing for this podcast, trying things out quickly. So I'm hoping this could actually speed things up. In fact, in just a couple of days, a minor update will be released that will allow you to double click on a WHD load package on your Windows desktop and Amiga Forever will use the automation I've just been talking about to create a um, a launcher, a dedicated launcher, you know, um, with an assigned um, Amiga device. So uh, there's a lot of potential there, and I know that's going to be expanded a lot over time. Now, as always, Amiga Forever um, made it possible to run OS 4 with ease there a while back, so that's still available. So that's just some of what's available with the new Amiga Forever 9 release, and you can go and check out the release notes for the full details. A new batch of SAM 460 CR boards was produced by A-Cube. So this was, this was uh, something they were talking about a little while ago, and it was a limited batch that they made and if you're not familiar with it it's a one of the boards that's used for um running os4 and um and it was the core of the uh sort of the next generation uh what was it called the a1500 that board was uh you know it's kind of a small like an ent- entry level board to the sort of the next gen category if you like um and they made a batch of them and it sold out basically straight away so they're talking about making another batch uh in the near future and this is kind of um I suppose in the same kind of market sector as the the Tabor, the A twelve twenty two. So um, you know, there's there's a bit of demand there for you know ent- entry level OS four machines. It seems. What are the specs in comparison to Tabor? Do you remember, Rob? It, Is it like a you know, like a faster board? It, it's not really. No, it's it's like the Tabor. I think has a fa- like generally faster peripherals on it, faster RAM, and the whole lot. Like so, it's 
it's it would be a faster board to taper but mm-hmm. you know it's a you're talking about a similar pl- pricing and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's kind of at the at the the more achievable end of the scale if you like you know compared mm-hmm. to the x5000 mm-hmm. so that's that's the kind of thing it's like there are there are no other machines in that category and that's why it's that that's why there's such interest all right okay this one is really big uh, revision online 2021 has just finished there have been like a massive amount of amiga demos um and intros so uh, the, the the main the main competition the amiga demo compo there were eight eight releases down there so that's absolutely brilliant the first place was uh, uh, a demo that was for 060 and aga the martini effect by a uh, flex group it was very impressive and they and they all were um, there were some very good OCS ECS demos as well, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, the Martini effect was uh, just you know very very impressive. The just the sheer scale of it, you know, there's a lot of um, oh, what what are the names the, the mathematical things the the fractals yeah base basically but yeah so this this demo was um yeah it had a lot of sort of fractals and you know three D generated fractals and voxel space kind of stuff and it was it was just you know it, it, okay it looks pretty pixely and stuff uh and, and all that compared to like a, a modern pc demo or whatever but uh you just it's it's a, an impressive bit of work and all of course synchronized to pretty nice music and all, all that is very very well done but yeah there's some some excellent demos this year really really good yeah the second place was um, um a melon design and this is a really surprising thing because this group <laughs> as far as i remember released its last uh, last uh, production somewhere around 95 so after all that time they've managed to return and release a brilliant ocs demo fisherhawk oh my god dr and it's for ocs that's absolutely brilliant (laughs) another one you know like another return another brilliant brilliant demo i think last year we had you like a or two of last year two years ago we had you like a return of a lemon group as well Mm -hmm. After some sort of year, um, you know, uh, break, and now Melon Design. Melon Design is absolutely brilliant. The the the, the style, the atmosphere again is brilliant. Um, and the third one was Last Goat Standing by uh, Noise, and that's again um O sixty uh, AGA demo. If it comes to intros uh, for Amiga, there have been um eleven releases, and again we've got um, first place was Disco. Uh, Planet Disco Balls, uh, OCS release by uh, Planet Jazz. Then we've got O60 AGA demo, the uh, dual panolop, uh, panop, sorry, dual panoply. And the last one is intro called On Fire by a software failure. There are other, you know, like uh, releases as well. So uh, 21, 21 graphics, um, released, um, at least half of that was for Amiga OCS ECS. I think um, Amiga OC, o- OCS ECS is, is, is getting you more attention than even you know, like AG Amigas. So uh, that's that's I think that's that that says something that uh, people are actually more interested in releasing their uh, their works for limited machines, not only for you know, mm. like a. Uh, beefed 060 uh, Amiga. So uh, all the mm. demos and um, intros uh, and other releases can be seen or downloaded from uh, um, poet.net. So um, if you like uh, if you like demo scene, um, go and check it. Uh, uh, another place that you can actually see it and download it is demozo uh, dot or O-R-G. So feel free to have a look. Feel free to enjoy a little bit of art with your uh, Amiga. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to add, it's not even an Amiga thing, but the the, the PC had a 256-byte category. So mm-hmm, that's right. Demos made in, our, you know, basically intros or animations made in, in a 256-byte executable, which is many. But um, one, the one that I thought was fantastic was there was a, there was one that started off doing some you know random dot patterns and you know fractals and then it started playing uh uh <laughs> basically a rick roll to the crowd which it thought was um <laughs> which is, you know which is amazing in 256 bytes and a lovely pixely rick astley like <laughs> <laughs> well where we're checking out uh, all, all the videos are on the net as well 
Yeah, you, or the links a, to the YouTube videos. Yeah, I think there's in like a YouTube channel called uh, Revision Demo Party. That's the and Revision mm-hmm. Captures. Yeah, those are the two ones: Revision Demo Party YouTube channel and uh, Revision Captures. And you can, if if you if you'd like to see it quickly, but YouTube doesn't doesn't give those emotions. I think and cuts the frame rate as well, so you don't get that mm-hmm. full full experience. But uh, if you want to like have a glimpse at least, um, go to those channels and and, and have a look. But uh, if you don't want to spoil yourself, no, sorry, spoil the uh, spoil the uh, impression, you have to watch it on a real machine. Now, Amiga Transfer lets you bootstrap your Amiga without floppies. What does that mean? Well, Orvales, who uh, we know here at Amiga Ireland, has released a file and disk transfer tool which works through the serial port and it's able to read, write and compare floppies, uh, floppy images, install boot blocks, send and receive files and dump the kickstart ROM. So basically you can do a whole lot of stuff with this, but unlike most serial port transfer transfer tools, uh, it doesn't require installing anything on the Amiga side uh, because it uses the Kickstart ROMs debugger to control the Amiga. Um, it's very cool. And in the screenshot, actually, see he's got a really nice workbench desktop. Actually, it's quite a nice setup. So this is tested on the 1.x ROMs. So, you know, if you've an Amiga 500, 1000 or CDTV, you're definitely covered there. But um, yeah, a very, very handy tool for anybody who needs it. Right. So we've got another... Um Hardware announcement. This time, this is a um, Terrible Fire 1230 by uh, Stephen Leary. So this is a long and awaited project, and it has been just recently announced. I'm hoping that uh, uh, that creates, you know, like a great opportunity for pretty cheap expansions for um, Amiga 1200 because uh, O30 is a perfect machine for. VHD load, uh, sorry, WHD load, and uh, some sort of you know, like a entry level demo scene. So uh, hopefully this happens. Actually, mm-hmm. I ha- I happen to know that uh, John Hertel is building a few of them, sort of imminently. I know that John mm-hmm. Hertel's been really busy with O sixties. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's 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 ba- <laughs> he's essentially it's like Stephen's solder monkey. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the last little while anyway left hand or right hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway thank you Steve for that this is just really great absolutely nice okay well this one now we've got another workbench application this is called dynamic intuition window manager this has been released on Aminet and can be installed by just downloading a single file and what it does is It'll tile your windows for you on Workbench so that you don't need to use the mouse as much. Uh, so it keeps all your windows side by side with no gaps. And as you add more, it you know fits them into the grid and rearranges them. So handy. The reason this is so good um, is like I have one of one of my Amigas is emulated and the touchpad really is a pain. I really don't like using the touchpad on Amiga for whatever reason. It's been so much better since I installed this app and I'm going to try it on my um, A1200 as well. There's an excellent GitHub page for this um, application and the developer has really taken this seriously. He's got some animated GIFs showing it in action with the different options that you can use and the different settings that you can have. It's well worth looking into that because it's so highly configurable. You can set it to constrain windows, you know, within a certain region so that maybe, you know, so it doesn't cover the menu bar on top or, you know, maybe you maybe you don't want it to go completely to the left side maybe you want to keep the bit of the left clear so you can see your icons or something you can also group sets of windows into virtual spaces so that you can switch between those i i would have say my system uh, drawer open and a shell maybe um and prefs that would be one group i'd have and then another group i'd have would be something completely different and i could switch back when i need them such a great tool um so yeah thanks to rasmus by the way who is all um, already working on the next release lubricator it's a very fast program for people who love demos this came about because the author wanted to sort of lure people away from the convenience of youtube to watch a demo to try and encourage us to watch demos on our actual hardware again but of course as we know youtube is more convenient so the the developer did something really clever like thought about you know what are all the points what are all the sort of steps of getting a demo onto an actual machine and how do i take take all those pain points away the app has 
is is an absolute success. It looks like a cross between a lightweight web browser and an Amiga guide or something like that. By default, it takes you to a web page where you can browse demos and tools. And it's it's really fast. I mean, it's faster than HTML. He's come up with a, a clever little linking system that just makes this thing lightning fast. You click and the page loads instantly. So if you select an ADF, if you browse to, say, a page of ADS and you uh, select an ADF, the button presents itself to write it to a floppy there and then. Or if you select an EXE, the button becomes a download button, so you can download it straight to Workbench and launch it. Um, it's blazingly fast, and he's got support for Poet.net and AmiNet as well there. So I'm assuming once their servers are um, configured to support this kind of new format he has for making it so fast, um, it's going to be more convenient to browse and download demos on your Amiga than it will be to do it online and transfer them afterwards. So, um, yeah, congrats to the, to the author of that. It's fantastic. It does sound awesome. Um, it's something like there was a, a program there a little while ago, AmiMod Radio, that does a, does a similar thing for mods and it lets you kind of just essentially browse them like, a you know, without having to go and download them and unpack them and all that kind of stuff. It just automates it all. It's just a great idea. So it's amazing to see that for the demos as well. Ah, uh, yeah, be great for the the uh, the the uh, game nights and Amiga parties when they're allowed to happen again. <laughs> okay, so um, every uh, episode we're having a quick look at whatever you know magazines are out and about at, uh, at that time. So um, last month we looked at Amiga Addict, and now we're going to look at the current Amiga future. So I, I have this here, and it's the. Um, the March April edition, so it comes out every two months, and this they uh, they have a very nice uh, very nice coverage of a lot of different stuff in this magazine. Um, got a, a couple of workshops looking at programming your Amiga in Pascal, as well as using some of the newer um, uh, GUI elements that are available in OS four. So you know how to program uh, you know some pretty advanced stuff in OS four or pretty advanced like you know interfaces in OS four. Um, but the uh, the headline thing is uh, is basically the Mister, uh, which is you know if if you're familiar with it, basically a, a sort of a, an FPGA Amiga. But it, you know it's a, the idea being that you can load loads of different cores onto it, and it can be any number of different computers. Um, so this is this Mister is based on a on a sort of a, an evaluation board or you know a, a, like a development board. So it's not specific to this particular machine and then what happens is you add on extra sort of custom boards to that that give you your your nine pin mouse sockets and your your extra ram and all, you know basically you can you can sort of chop and change it and you put it you can put it in a nice little case and they, they make a great little machine for uh for you know for your retro goodness and so there's a, there's a review of that there's a review of um there's the, the update two of os 4.1 final edition and um and there's a there's a uh, an article on the uh, another replica Amiga board, which is based on the CD32. So this is a like a, a, a mini a mini PC format or ITX format motherboard, and it uses the um, the basically the CD32 chipset, and that, that is um, uh, you know so so it'll make a neat little AGA machine you know for, with a brand new board and basically brand new parts other than the custom chips. So that's a that's a you know this little little bit of a a write-up on that so it's a yeah very good addition and um yeah it's available from all the usual places and it's basically the current edition for another little while okay well that was the news in general now let's move on to the games ArtPaz by Retrain is released for AGA Amigas. This is a puzzle game, almost like a jigsaw, but there are these beautiful, famous paintings in it, like Renard, uh, Da Vinci, uh, Van Gogh included, um, as well as optional music. This has been done r- really well. There's a lot of finesse has been put into it. All the pieces are hidden except for one. And uh, you, as you position one correctly, another piece is revealed and so on and so forth. And it's lovely. It's different. We don't have anything like it. Now, one thing that's really novel about this is it has a multiplayer mode where when you misplace a piece, control is passed to the next player and points are allocated based on that. So very unique, very interesting and a breath of fresh air. 
uh, we, I think we talked about this a, a while ago, but there's um, a, a port of Metal Gear being developed for the Amiga by Hoffman, who you might know for his music creations as well as a, as a developer. And um, this is this has been going on a while, but it is very close to being finished by the looks of things. Really looks the business, you know. It's, this, this is for the MSX version. So, you know, that'll give you an idea of the graphics that are involved. It's sort of high-end 8-bit era, if you like. And it's all about sort of, you know, uh, covert operations, stealth operations, and and uh, dodging the line of sight of the guards, and and this all all this kind of this kind this kind of action. And it is, you know, it, it might not look all that much, but it does look impressive for for an APD era game. But um, it really, really looks like it plays incredibly. Like so, it, you know, it looks it looks like you can really get into it as a game. A lot of depth in it. Keep an eye out for that because that should be. Uh, Seen the light of day pretty soon by the looks of things. Another game released as um, yet another MSX actually <laughs> uh, port because I, as far as you remember, Metal Gear ported to Amigos um, from uh, being ported from MSX actually. This time is a King Valley. Um, it's a platformer from 1985 by Konami. The game actually resembles in a way. Load Runner, which is actually one of my favorite games on uh, Spectrum and uh, C64. You go around and you just collect items, uh, avoiding, avoiding, you know, like, uh, um, let's say, intruders or your enemies. The, the action actually takes place in the Egyptian pyramids. The group uh, that is responsible for the for the uh, port is a Spanish group called MA Software. Uh, the game is written actually in Blitz Basic, so uh, why not have a look? Looks pretty alright. It looks pretty nice. It does actually. It looks very good, yeah. Yeah, and it's in Blitz Basic. Now, joining us today all the way from Wales is Andrew, aka Stormkeeper. How are you doing, Andrew? How's the weather over there? I'm all right. Uh, it's all right. I'm not in Wales, though. I'm in London. <laughs> oh, you're in London? Where do they get Wales from? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because you get the boat from Wales every year. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's probably it, actually. Uh, okay. But uh, it's good to be here again. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's good to have you. Thank you. What have you been digging around for? I'm going to start off with, um, hopefully I don't butcher his name, uh, but uh, Michael Bergseth of Amitopia uh, interviewed the developer of a game called um, Boss Machine, which is an upcoming AGA game. The graphics look quite good. It says here that it's a Japanese shooter with Euro shooter roots. Uh, it hasn't been released yet, I take mm. it, has it? Probably going to be later on in the year. Fair enough. Okay, that's something to look forward to. F1 GP Car Set for 2021 has been released. I was very surprised to find this on Aminet. Um, so for any fans of Jeff Crammon's Formula One Grand, Pier- Grand Prix, you can install this package, which gives you 10 active teams and 20 drivers from the 2021 F1 season. Um, now, the pack includes listings, but also graphics for the drivers, their helmets, um, you know, the car color schemes and things like that. And to top it all off, it was created on a real A1200. Nice. Galactica is a clone of a Linux game, Conquest. The goal is to dominate all planets using, you know, like a, um, a cunning strategy. Um, the game works actually on a workbench screen and it's been written by Krzysztof Donat, which is a um, developer of the Go Shell. Okay, so um, I, the Beholder, um, had a beta test stream back in March. I didn't get to see it live, unfortunately. But uh, I did get to see some of the YouTube video, and it's looking it really impressive. Uh, I've played a little of the PC versions, but I'm certainly looking forward to the uh, C64 version coming out. Next one for me is uh, Slayers of High Toro will be released as a box game on the May on May the 8th. It looks like a really interesting game. Uh, if I recall correctly, I described it as a cross between Othello and um, Risk. So um, I'm going to be eventually playing a beta build of it just to see what it's like myself so i might actually stream that one and um lastly there is um a solus 2 under development at the moment so i'm not too sure if you guys are familiar with the original solus on a c64 yes yeah that's the one so yeah there's being a sequel uh, that's coming out soon as well so that'll be something interesting to watch 
Nice finds there, Andrew. Thank you. Well, hopefully that was enough gaming news to keep you busy until next month. Coming up, we have our discovery section where we talk about interesting things we've learned since the previous podcast episode. Okay, first up, Kradvati is a clone of the game Disappearing Balls from PC in 1992. The Amiga coder and musician Extend has some Amiga software and mods available for download, including this game that I found. And it was originally a PC game designed by Oleg Demon. It's an object matching game, somewhere between Jeweled and Atomics is how I describe it. And it's definitely addictive to play and um, there's much more to check out on the website. Virus X gets resurrected. Um, the author, Judd Whitman, actually needs help. He's been doing nothing on his Amiga for the last 15 years, and now he's just decided that he's gonna start writing a new version of Virus X and the XVS library. So he's asking um, users, he's asking people if they could help him. He needs some sort of analysis, he needs some sort of testings, and that will help him actually to uh, recreate the new version. Has there actually been uh, uh, some viruses uh, for the Amiga over the last 15 years? There have been. I think recently there have been new viruses actually, for example in um, demo scene files, from what I've heard. Some new viruses actually, and the Aminet had them as well. <laughs> I don't know about you, know, like the NG Amigas, but I've heard about 68k uh, viruses. In a way, you kind of take it as a positive and say, well, that's you know just an indication of how much more interest there is in it. It's nowadays. an indication <laughs> of the fact that the system is alive. I think because yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, viruses don't attack the si- a-, a dead system, a zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that's a in a way positive indication. There should be a category at revision for uh, viruses on Amiga, I think. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a virus once. I didn't release it, though. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 yeah, yeah. I've been waiting just for the, for the 30 years <laughs> waiting on the right moment. <laughs> just keep watching the retro <laughs> <Yeah>. stocks. <laughs> maybe the time is soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so um, there's um, an update video for the Mega 65 in March, and uh, there should be some pre-orders happening later this year. Lovely. And Amiga Future have a game cheat database with game downloads attached um, that I don't recall seeing before. Um, I was actually trying to get my hands on a copy of a game called Beam Bender, which is one of those games with lasers that you have to guide, you know, around destinations using mirrors and things like that. And um, I didn't find it in the usual places, but I eventually found this cheat directory included. Uh, and included there was the archive with the game. So I'm very happy. And I just realized I, I made this note about three weeks ago or two weeks ago, and I haven't played the game yet, <laughs> which is the whole point. So I must yeah. go and do that. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to think as well. Beambender sounds like another game. It was out on the C64 and also the Amiga at the time. I can't think of what it was called, though. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was ported to Linux as well. I forget what it's called. And probably Windows, yeah. too. Magics or something like that, was it? Or... Yeah, so, um, yeah, something. Because uh, basically, I remember the C64 tune. Because it's a really... Um, well, it's a nice tune. And it's obviously been remixed a few times as well. Um if you happen to listen to Slay Radio, it gets a little bit of airplay on that sometimes. Okay, so um, this is a, also a relatively recent discovery. I found out that um, the demo scene has been accepted as UNESCO Cultural Her- Heritage in Germany, which is uh, quite uh, interesting. It's obviously an article here if uh, people want to read up on that. But I did find out as well, uh, through further digging, that uh, Finland also did the same back in 2020. So... It's cool to see the demo scene actually getting recognition in more kind of mainstream culture. Absolutely, yeah. It's very cool. Very nice. That's fantastic. And I went off and downloaded the Jurassic Pack disc mag where they were talking about that same piece of news. Uh, so that's a coincidence. I, I just learned about it today from you and Jurassic Pack. Yeah, because um, I, I actually was watching um, Revision myself and... Um, Oh, so I was listening to what you guys had to say, and they had some really good demos there. It was a very good showing them the, in all the categories. Yeah, 
But the, I mean, the 4K demos really impressed me, especially all the ones with the 3D environments. You're kind of looking and thinking, how can they do that in 4K? That's it. Impressive stuff. Well, a discovery I had recently came uh, from Portugal, and I got an email from a listener there, Portugal, Pedro Puyalotu. And uh, hi, Pedro. Thanks for getting in touch. So we had an episode of the podcast in the first season. It was just our fourth episode. It was called Chocolate Joystick. And uh, it turns out our chocolate joystick melted uh, some time back when we were changing servers um, because basically the episode was clipped as quite short. Uh, now uh, for some time so anybody who listened to that it probably sounded like we just did five minutes and decided to wrap <laughs> up so um <laughs> yeah so thanks to pedro for getting in touch so if you haven't heard that episode now you can because it's been repaired and thanks again to pedro for getting in touch pedro's into the classic uh scene and feels that you know it's a good reminder that less is sometimes more and uh i agree 100 percent with pedro there okay so this is um sort of like um, an incidental, I can't actually think of the right word at the moment, but basically um, I ended up stumbling around this one with my uh, when I was watching some YouTube videos. It's called, The game's called um, 8-Bit Civilizations. Uh, it's basically a Commodore 64 version of Civilization 2. <laughs> I did end up having to do a little bit of digging to try and find something more recent because I wanted to download it at some point and see what it was like. So that was a little bit of a saga. Um, given where it's hosted, I'm assuming it's going to be a paid release later on, because obviously Pro Division tend to sell um, C64 games. So that's impressive, though. You know, <laughs> there's, there's quite a lot goes on in all the Civilization games. There's a it's a serious, mm. serious thing to squeeze into the C64. Yeah, definitely looking mm. forward to it. Now this one, uh, I think. I've had my socks knocked off more times in this past month than probably any other episode with with kind of novel novel experiences and finds and things like that. THTTPD is an easy to use web and PHP server for Amiga. Now, I've known for a while that you could run a web server on Amiga. Bambi Amiga is a well-known example of that. But yeah. when I came across the words just download and extract or words to that effect, <laughs> I decided to give it a couple of minutes. I said, okay, okay, you've got me. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Now, it didn't work out for me um, to, to be that easily, but it wasn't the fault of the package in the end. So there's a bit of a journey where I went searching online and I found a website by Tigra, T-Y-G-R-A, and I've got the link to Tigra's Amiga website here, um, which is chingu.asia. So Tigra has the steps for recompiling it to add support for CGI. Um, another feature that a web developer might be interested in. So, um, yeah, good job there, Tigra. So, yeah, I got in touch with Tigra to see if I needed to recompile it to get it working, but it turned out I just needed to do a few other little tweaks. So thanks, uh, Tigra, for helping me get that up and running. It's amazing having a HTML page and and a PHP page served from an Amiga 1200 and browsing it on a laptop and a phone. I, you know, it was only today, literally, that that I did that, and I I just can't believe it. Like it's just it's just amazing to see, and the irony that you can serve all this rich content from a classic Amiga, but you could never browse it on one. Um, yeah. Is, yeah, but it's a lot of fun, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure yet what I'm going to do with it. There are a couple of different uh, web web servers that have been around for years, and you make some of them more complicated than others. But what I've always liked about them, and or about the one that I was using, is that you could use AREX for the server side scripting. And this is just like this is bonkers as well. It's obviously a map, you know, drive a truck through the security in it, but it's um, you know it's it's a very uh, it's an amazing thing to do. It's to program your web pages with AREX. Okay, so um, I discovered this uh, about a week ago. I think it was shared on the uh, C64 webpage, uh, Retro Games. You know, you know, the people who developed the C64 Mini and all that. Uh, so they shared a video saying three things you can do with the C64 that aren't games. So, obviously, the most obvious one is you can do basic, basic programming on it. You can actually uh, run Geos on it as well, believe it or not. And lastly, also said you can run CPM on it, but... Um, from what I gathered from what was being said in the video, it's actually extremely slow, but that was the case even on the um, original C64. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sort of a, a more of a just-because-you-can kind of thing rather than manual real practical use, but uh, yeah, it's an, it's impressive that you can. 
Wasn't it more aimed at the Commodore One Two Eight? Because I think that ran it a bit faster. Yeah, didn't I it? think that ran CPM on the Z8. Yeah, didn't it? yeah. The the thing is, um, C One Twenty Eight has got actually like it was actually marketed or and advertised as three computers in one. You've had um, one twenty eight. You've had seen like a spectrum in a way because of the CPM, and then mm-hmm. you've had C sixty four. But the CPM runs pretty alright on 128, but I think um, it was developed on Spectrum. And it's got, you know, like the most uh, most of uh, applications down there, and the CPM actually runs um, best on that machine. Oh, that's interesting. Um, one thing I'm surprised at is why they didn't maybe do like a C128 Mini as well, because that would probably be like a next logical step, wouldn't it? The C128 is more of a sort of a curiosity and a thing for, for dedicated retro people. But for the mainstream people who are, you know, after the nostalgia thing, not necessarily computer nerds, the C128 doesn't really mean anything, you know? All they're going to be doing is playing C64 yeah. games on it anyway. That's right. So, <laughs> That's right. I agree with Rob. That's true. Yeah. You know, I'd say for, for C128 people, something like the Mister is probably a much better idea because, you, you know, I don't know if the core actually exists, but that would be the way to go if it did exist. Yeah, makes sense because it's kind of aimed at the same market as that the um, Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Sega Mega Drive Mini are, but maybe just like a slight step up from that because obviously you can do a bit more with it compared to that. Well, obviously you can hack it and get more games on it, but I think they, it's kind of meant as a more plug-in and play exactly, yeah, experience, yeah, isn't it? it? Right. Well, that was our discovery section for this month. I uh, hope you've um, hope you've enjoyed that. And there's uh, quite a few links for you to go through because it's been a bit, such a busy month. So don't forget to, if you're listening to this on your podcast app, don't forget to have a look in the description there for all the links, and you can visit the website as well. No. This is a new section called I browse. I browse, therefore I am. Lots of hard work has gone into improving the Amiga web browser iBrowse lately, but even on an expanded Amiga, most modern sites are just too bloated to be enjoyable. Um, that's the, the sad truth of it. So is browsing the web a write-off altogether on Amiga? Absolutely not. Each month will bring you one or two websites worth adding to your bookmarks. This month, we have first up, Temporary File Upload, temp.sh. This website loads in under five seconds on iBrowse. It lets you upload any file from your Amiga and uh, then gives you a link afterwards that you can share. The file limit is two gigabytes and there's no need to sign up. There are no pop-ups, there's no forms to fill. Just pick your file, click the upload button and you're given the link. The files remain on the server for three days. This is one of the most generous web services I've seen. I'll be using this instead of WeTransfer from now on and thanks to the people at the National Shitposting Agency for making this (laughs) service available. Excellent. <laughs> the other one is the uh, Jonathan Download. Um, this is a... Sorry. <laughs> oh, yes. Jonathan sorry, Dowland. sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan Dowland. Uh, yeah, the first time that's happened. Dow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tech website and blog with an Amiga section, including an article on uh, GoTech um, floppy emulator. Um We've decided to test and comment section on browse and I can see um, it approved there at the bottom of the article sent from uh, iBrowse on uh, an Amiga 1200. Do you remember Kami? Yes. She used to run some sort of like a repository of links and websites that actually work really well on on, on iBrowse. If I can find it for the next time, I'll just definitely add it to this uh, new section. Ah, fantastic. Yeah, there are some really, really good sites that work well. And I found some of those um, on websites like the One Megabyte Club and things like that. They don't all necessarily load well or load quickly. So, mm-hmm. But some sites, yeah, they load in 10 seconds, 20 seconds, and uh, they're totally usable and their pages load even quicker. Okay, let's move on to Ask Amiga. Okay, so um, this this month uh, we have a, a question from Irla actually, and it was regarding uh, when when a shell command blocks the console. So when you know you know when you you type in a shell command and it doesn't return you to the prompt. So effectively, you have what's you know what's 
for all intents and purposes, a dead window. Now you get output from the program maybe there, but um, you know, in, in other you know shell heavy environments, you, you have ways and means of using the same console for or the same terminal for you know a lot of you know for for multiple tasks, even when they haven't been even when they haven't released back to you. So the Amiga by you know by default, I suppose, um, doesn't really do that. It, it basically it's a shell is a single sort of one in one out kind of system, and um, and that's the way the standard shell has has been all the way up. Now, when we got to OS three point nine, the standard shell was replaced with uh, Vinced, and that also that's also available as a separate uh, download that you can add to earlier versions of the OS. So you can you can download it and basically replace the shell handler with. Um, you know, with with Vinced or and King Khan does the same or does a similar kind of thing as well. So the, basically, it's it's sort of a, a well, it's a testament to how the how modular the Amiga OS is really. It, it, that you know the the shell itself is handled by a handler. It's called, and uh, you can just replace that with a different handler, and you get a different shell. And it's as simple as that. So um, yeah, so if you if you if you can download and install these additional shells, but one of the key things that uh, Vinced had you know for me and for a lot of other people as well. Is uh, it had tab completion for commands, and it had, um, yeah, it had it had that basically you can you can reuse the same shell window for for multiple tasks. So there, it actually has two different ways of doing that. So the first way is to put an ampersand on the end of your command, and that will open a new uh, console window. As far as I remember, it, it opens an entire new console window. Um, the other method is to use Control Z. And that, you know, so both of these will be familiar to uh, people who are used to a, a Unix-style environment, or you know, one of the various shells that you can use there. But yeah, and a Control Z will open will give you a new uh, a new shell process in the same window. So basically, if you launch a program and it doesn't give you any output, you can press Control Z and you get a new prompt with a new shell number, and you can use that. And when you get to the end, you type NCLI, it returns you to the previous task. So maybe that'll return in the meantime. You go back to the previous prompt. Or else it'll just wait for that task to finish. But um, using an ampersand gives you an entirely new shell window, and um, so that uh, basically the out if if the if the command if you're expecting output from the command, so that it it doesn't put that all over the commands that you're typing here, or you don't hold up one but when you're typing the other. So that you know, so the, both both options are actually there if you use one of the replacement shells. Yeah. So OS three point one and before don't have that, but three point nine does um, as a sort of a you know a, like a, as one of the third party add ons. Um, 3.1.4 doesn't have it, um, but I believe there's significant there's a significant overhaul of the shell in um, OS 3.2, and a lot of the features that were will actually come from OS 4 will be brought back into OS 3.2, and so I don't know if that's actually in it, but you know there will be a lot. It'll it'll be a nicer shell to use. In OS 3.2, but in the meantime, yeah, uh, Vincent or King Kong will let you, will give you that kind of functionality and a whole lot more. It makes it so much nicer. You know, the tab completion is a, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, it pains me to use a computer that doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for that, Rob. Okay. Well, that's it for this month. Uh, thanks very much to Andrew for joining us uh, this this time around. Andrew, it was good to it was good to see you and hear from you. Good to see you guys as well. And it's always a pleasure hanging out. Oh no. Okay. Sorry. Never mind. Um, so until next time. Uh, music was by Virtual Dimensions, Banjagayoli, Extend, and Dippy this time. Feel free to get in touch at info at amigausers.ie and. A massive thanks to Anthony Jarvis and Kenny G, who've helped with editing and uh, distributing uh, to date while we've worked on an automated solution. We'd likely have had to pause the show without you both. And now that the machines have come to take over, I hope you enjoy the break from the monthly grind. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Song of the Month is a terrible song name by Guy Ollie which came second place in the Amiga Ireland Mod Competition 2021. Yeah, congrats, Ollie. It's a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Yeah, I was hoping I could keep it all smooth, but no. <laughs> uh, I am smooth proof. <laughs> Let's see where. That's the issue of a smooth operator. 